I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chafin. Thank you for listening to I'll Leave You With This. Please visit our Patreon page. I have tons of extras. Uh, me with TJ Miller on the road uh, talking about uh, different restaurants and things we go to and all kinds of funny things to stand-up comedy. You can also, we have hell gigs and behind the scenes at a comedy club in Greenwich Village Comedy Club in Manhattan. So please check that out and uh, we can really use your support. So please subscribe and uh, support this podcast if you like it at uh, patreon.com. I'll leave you with this. Life in your tears. I had to get you with the door thing. We're going now. I had to get you with the door thing. I think it's always funny to watch people struggle to open a door. <laughs> it's just hilarious to me. I don't know why that's so funny. It's just it's always been funny to me. Just those things make you laugh when people like slip and fall or do uh, something goofy. Hilarious. Yeah, dude. In the fucking like in the snow. Oh. That's the best part. Like the you're experiencing the inconvenience. Yeah. With the, with the snow, but you're also getting. The advantage of watching people slip in the snow. So it's a hard thing to, yeah. you know, are you pissed or are you happy about this? It's, it's hard, hard not to laugh. If there's not yeah. blood, I'm going to laugh. I think that's pretty much, that's my rule. Let's not rule out that blood can be funny it can, also. It can be. It can be. We've been watching this show. It's uh, it's called Happy. Have you heard about it? What? what uh, it's uh, the guy from uh, Law and Order, the, the, the detective, kind of the big dude, kind of bald guy. I know him. Yeah. He's... Um, Hilarious, and it's it's called Happy, and Patton Oswalt plays his imaginary yes, friend, and it's the funniest thing. But it's so gory, it's just like violence and crazy. But it's hilarious, like yeah. people are getting their heads chopped off and like stuff. Like Shaun of the Dead type stuff. <sighs> Kinda, it's yeah. It, yeah, it's not as blatant as that, so it comes off a little more gruesome, you know, because that you kind of know what you're getting into. But this is like it just it's shocking sometimes, but it's really funny. Yeah, it's funny how like you know. Gore kind of that's where we are. We're so desensitized, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. No. But to, but to everything, right? I mean yeah. like um it's hard. I feel like back in the day it was easy to hide. Like I wasn't I wasn't one of those kids that like their parents didn't let them watch like shit like gore, nudity. Like yeah. my mom was like, if you're in the house, you can do whatever you want. She didn't want me going outside. She just but wanted you she home. She wanted me home. Yeah. But I could watch whatever I want <laughs> while I'm there, you know? But it's funny yeah. how you meet people. Now it's gotta be so much harder yeah. because all you had to do back then is like you had like a bunch of channels and if you hide the DVDs, you're all good. And now it's like yeah. they have a million ways to watch shit, right? So I mean like yeah. my parents took me to freaking like uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was like a kid, like a child. It's good parenting. Like, no, it wasn't. It was horrible. <laughs> I wonder why I have so so many issues. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, literally, it was like seven or something, and it was like in the and this is when they had drive through theaters, drive in theaters. Yeah, not drive through. You don't like watch the movie for five minutes and keep going, but you drive in. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> drive through. Just a little clip. You get to watch the trailer. That's and, it, and you just keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're on to something. We'll start the drive-through yeah, theaters. Teaser trailer, drive-through yeah. teaser. Uh, With this trailers. attention span, I think it would work. I think that's yeah, all it yeah, takes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I saw, I remember I saw Aliens. And, oh, what like, a, and what a fucking such a little great kid. movie. It is a great movie. It's better as an adult when you're not I, terrified because yeah, this thing right. is lunging out of somebody's chest. Right. But I remember my mom in the theater, she grabbed my leg when that happened because she had seen it before. And it's like, you're just trying to traumatize me. You're trying to make me have fucking <laughs> issues when I'm older. You know what's actually funny? You said that. Like, it was really scary watching the alien come out. But as an adult, that's scarier because now it reminds me of pregnancy, which I'm trying to really avoid. So I feel like Hilarious. it's scarier as an adult to watch yeah. that happen. As a kid, I was just like, ah, it's an alien, you know? Are you really trying to avoid it? You're gonna right now, kids. I would really like to avoid having kids right now, Dustin. I don't want to have kids. I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to push it on. You don't want to have kids at all. You seem like that guy you, that'll have kids, though. I will probably eventually, but you've decided no. That's it. No. I mean, nice. I, it's if there's some sort of like 
place in our lives where we can adopt or something. Maybe like an older kid or something. Right. You know, maybe kids like toddler or something needs having problems. Adopt an adult, man. You know, we've half adopted you already. So, (laughs) but I'm not an adult. So that you're not really an adult. You're not an adult. You still talk to your mom like you're nine. You're not a fucking adult. When I when I turn this (laughs) when I turn this, I saw you try to get through the door. Like you're not an adult. There's nothing about you. You're an adult adult. filming me trying to get through the door. You kind of have an adult life, but you're not an adult. Like when I flip this phone over, there's going to be nine missed calls from my mother. Oh yeah, I should have had her on. That would be hilarious. That would have been good. Maybe we'll do that. We'll do a follow up with you and your mom. Would you be? Have you ever? done that no but i did uh this show for the new york comedy festival oh yeah, yeah. your parents to work day where my how mom was that talk went. us through that what was that man about? it was so awesome so i do a lot of stuff about my mom mm-hmm. and you know people like playfully are always like oh it's not fair how you treat her up there sure so uh so i was like all right we'll give her a chance to sort of get back at me so we put her up for five and she uh robin shawl and i uh co-headlined the show for the okay. festival gotcha. we did it at like 2 p.m on a sunday afternoon it was like her family my family so okay. like basically just all Long Island Jews, hilarious, and uh, and we co-headlined, and our parents opened, and uh, my mom basically did like five minutes talking about how I always complain that she's was she all over me. Or was she good? No, she was good. <laughs> it was interesting though the stylistic things, right? Because like I'm more like joke writer and Robin Shaw's more like energy sure. and her dad was more like energy and my mom was just sort of standing there oh, that's and, so funny. you know but so it was stylistically it was a fun like balance or whatever but um so she did like five minutes about how like I complain that she's all over me but I wouldn't be able to do anything without her that was like her like you know rebuttal meanwhile um you've shaved the beard so I did I did mom are you listening <laughs> I shaved my beard Dustin just said it <laughs> she's been giving me a lot of shit yeah um uh, now that's that's interesting because you know most of us I think that come out here we don't our moms don't live so close so right right you know like a lot of the comics and stuff like you know mine's in Texas and whatever and most people Lee's in Maine so you know we don't get that contact I can't like I just can't imagine that like your mom could just come to a show if she wanted to like that would just if be terrifying to. yeah does she come she comes to some she, shows she comes to bi- like to that big show shows. I did with you that benefit show she came she came to that yeah, yeah. she'll come to like special nights and whatever but yeah. like you know right it's like when you first start comedy everybody's like holy shit like this man and then eventually you're just like posting that you're everywhere and whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it sort of like kind of wears off a little you know sure so I think in the beginning she was coming to a lot and now she comes to ones that are like 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 bigger shows yeah but I, I get jealous sometimes of like because you have like this like supportive uh friend base uh you know job base um kind of jewish base obviously yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which... <laughs> but they give a shit they come out to shows they come out but dustin can they i tell come you out i did a show last night a headlining <laughs> yeah. show at new york comedy club okay. and by the way i cannot do a headlining show or anything like that in new york yeah. without the staff and management texting me after like Man, these Jews. I mean, <laughs> you owe every member of our staff a gift. Like that's. I mean, it's just like man. It's like why, dude? Yeah. Why? You know, it's funny. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate in that regard. But uh, but it you comes know. to the price. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. The price is the the way Stefan never talked to you again. <laughs> exactly. They'll put their toe exactly. in their your drink next time you ask for a drink. <laughs> um, yeah, why is that? Why Jews are funny? Like uh, in that sense, like it's. You know, it's like there's, you know, the stereotypes that are hurtful and then the stereotypes that are just funny. To me, yeah. it's just funny. And the, true, right? It's just I mean... funny and true. And it's it's funny, like, with the whole, like, being difficult with the table stuff. I mean, like, I understand everything else. Like, I understand, like, the money thing comes from a deep oppression. Like, you got to take care of yourself. Like, you never know what's going to happen again. 
like you know, be right. I, I get all that. I get taking care of your own, taking care of family because somebody else may not. You have to. It's it's good. It's it's in the tour. Whatever. I get all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I get all that stuff. But when it comes to like being shitty to a waiter, I don't get no, where no, that no. comes. I from. don't either. <laughs> And they're and 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 legitimately, <laughs> legitimately, they're some of the. Yeah. I mean, especially like when you're dealing with Orthodox crowds. I mean, yeah. they're some of the rudest people you can <laughs> ever. I mean, I do these gigs all the time. I don't understand. I don't. I don't, I don't understand that part. I don't know. You me know neither. I mean? Like, I understand everything else. I truly do, and I respect it, yeah. and I think it's a beautiful cultural thing. But like that, when I'm just like, that's like a thing, and it's just right. funny. And I agree. I'm the same yeah. way. I'm like, I'm like, I get all these things. I I get the yeah. idea of wanting to expand the community, staying with it. I, I get it. You know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, those things. It's just like, just don't be a dick to a waiter. Is it, that, that's it. Just you don't. think it. Like, do you think it's different if the, if it's a Jewish waiter? No, that's the thing. <laughs> and in that way, I actually I would respect. Just, it a I would more. throw on a yarmulke if I, <laughs> like, saw, if I saw these the crowds. Hair, if I saw these got, crowds, I would just like throw on a yarmulke <laughs> and be like, "Whatever, well, however Jews talk." But <laughs> that would be funny. If that, it's, that's your that's your new hat around the city. Yeah, dude. Throw a yarmulke. The yarmulke. What happened to Dustin? He converted. Are you kidding me? That's, that's a good way to get ahead in this business. <laughs> I've thought about it. A little yarmulke cowboy hat. It was be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, well, it's almost like some of the Orthodox, the Hasidic guys, they kind of have a cowboy hat thing going on. It's similar. Like a, You're wearing a, black. They're wearing black. Yeah. Similar, right? Yeah. Similar. Similar thing. But uh, a lot of Jews think I'm Jewish, you know, like the when they do the roundup, the, uh, the uh, you know, with the menorah mobile and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the Chabad mobile, the menorah mobile. I don't think that's the technical the technical phrase, but we'll, uh, we'll go with it. <laughs> menorah. Actually, they think that sounds better somehow. Right? I think we may have reinvented it, man. Yeah. I'm good with names. Uh, I can name <laughs> stuff. I can help you guys with branding. Um, you guys are doing pretty good. You've lasted yeah, we're a doing while. Right. You've lasted a long time. We're doing all right. But uh, you never know. You could, uh, you could get a new audience going. Yeah. It's all about a new audience. But uh, so that's that's interesting. You know, just, you know, the cultural culturally, we're all, you know, it's all, I'm always fascinated by, you know, different things. So, you, so you're so you Long Island Jewish? That, that my, whole... my mom's originally from Long Island. I'm from Queens. And okay, then, Queens. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that's a little different. That's a little late, more laid back, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not, my family's not religious. I went through a very religious phase um, where I, like, wasn't doing gigs on Friday night. And, Did you think uh, you were going to be a rabbi when you get older? <laughs> I didn't. I never had the discipline to become <laughs> a rabbi, but I definitely was very... Like very committed, I would say. I think so. I grew up in a family where, like, my dad, my dad was bipolar, schizophrenic, and wow. um, okay. uh, I had a great. Don't my, let it, don't let it get too red, just so you know. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah. here, okay. Um, <laughs> my, my, not gonna be obsessed with this bar. <laughs> I fucked up I know, the whole interview. There's no way see, I'm gonna see, be able to get a word out right. now. There you go. You're Am good. I good here? Okay, stay there. Yeah. Um. So my dad, my dad was a uh, was bipolar. Um, okay. And um. My mom is probably crazier, um, okay. and my mom's the crazy one. Um, but uh, but so they had they they got divorced when I was thirteen. Um, okay. I, my dad and wow, I that's had rough a age. great rough age. My dad and I had a great relationship. My okay. mom and I obviously have the relationship that everybody's aware of. And uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, it was, I feel like I never really because my family it was such a struggle. I think with like my dad in and out of hospitals and stuff. Yeah, never really holding down like a serious job. Um, he's a great guy, great guy, awesome personality, but just like, sort of like, just was fucked up, man. A lot of okay. LSD in the '60s, and wow. uh, didn't and, see that coming. And yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and so a lot of shit. So I think like it was so much of a struggle. I think we sort of let like the culture of Judaism and the religion and like coming together on holidays fall a little bit by the wayside. And I okay. think that when I turned 18 and saw this girl who was Jewish at Hunter College, who I was mm. fucking in love with. Yeah. I was like, I want to be a part of this. And it was Hilarious. sort of like all about her at that moment. Yeah. But then like I 
sort of looked into it and realized like, oh, I'm kind of missing this community thing. Yeah. So it wasn't really the religious. Like I was going to synagogue. I was going yeah. to like Orthodox synagogue. Sure. But it wasn't that. It was more like being around other Jews, like just like understanding like what it means to be, you know, because I went to like an all black high school. Okay. Um, it's amazing with the girl thing because the same thing happened to me with Mormonism. It was just like there was a That's girl was. in high school. She was Mormon. And then, like, they introduced me to her family, and they would, like, sit around and have, like, family dinners. Nobody was fighting or drinking too much. Like, the whole thing was right. just so wholesome. And, and, like, and I awesome. was like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is like yeah. a Hallmark movie or something. Yeah. So that's how I fell in. It was just, like, the culture of it, pretty much. Right. Because you watch, like, Seventh Heaven, and you're like, families are like this, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, some families are yeah, like that. some are, absolutely. Know? But I think that if our family But that were... guy ended up, like, being a child molester, so the <laughs> <Right>. father. So, <laughs> so, so even, exactly. uh, even behind it all, there's, so, some, there's some fucked up exactly. stuff happening <laughs> at some point you were like oh okay now it makes more sense yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. now that family okay. wasn't now that, that's like everybody else's family <laughs> right. yeah there's always there's some hidden secret um but yeah right it's it's amazing what like being dude like just like i mean every route that i've went in my life and i think now i'm finally at a place where i'm like okay i'm making decisions based on me but i think for so much of my life yeah. it was just like i'm in love with that girl this is what i'm into i'm in love with that girl uh, this isn't, is what I'm isn't into. that just ridiculous like we all you know? do that or just it's it's like, like yeah, everything from the TV shows you watch, the food you eat. Right, yeah. Like, it's just, but it's sometimes, it's obviously a conscious choice. Because I see, like, oh, yeah. our, I see our single buddies, and they're just, like, pretending to have it, you know, like, they're having a good time. You're not. Like, no, you're, no, no, you know, no. you're, you might get laid once in the bathroom. That, I miss that sometimes. But at the same time, you're like, okay, you, nobody's taking care of you when you're sick, you know. Right, that's, <laughs> that's the whole thing, right? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I, it was so funny. One time I put this... Uh, one time I called I called my girlfriend. Uh, I came from a Brooklyn show. It was like three years ago. I called my girlfriend and I was like, oh, babe, I just want to let you know. I lo- Oh, no, I texted her. I was like, I love you so much. And she writes back, you bombed, didn't you? <laughs> and it's just like, it's something we always bring up. And I'm like, yeah. it's funny because those moments where yeah. like you're vulnerable, I mean, like you can't be, you need a person to be with you and you need a person to yeah. experience as well as the highlights, right? As like the high moments are I mean, also. You don't, so, you don't need, need not need, you but, don't need anything. It's just. Right. It's nice to have it. Nice to have it. Yeah. And it's definitely, it, uh, I think certain people feel like we need them. You know what I mean? Because it's like, even, I think the, you know, because I had a very uh, messed up upbringing too with my family. They were like drug addicts and stuff and just did all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff and they were never around. And there was definitely some bipolar stuff happening and definitely some dis- misdiagnosed or not diagnosed psychological stuff. Right. But, uh, you know, I think, well, probably my parents, they just uh, chose to just not grow up. Like they had, you know, my mom had my brother when she was like 16 and then my, and right. she had my other brother when she was like 18. So she didn't really have a childhood. So it's like when they got like, when I'm like, when I became like 11 or whatever, she's like, ah, your brothers could take care of you and we're going to go have fun and do the 20s we didn't get to have. Right, and exactly. So, and they're still yeah. young. Yeah. So they right, were able right, to right. just, they just, they were like, fuck it. We're just going to drink and party and be crazy and whatever. So we all have our upbringings that are just kind of, kind of rattled us or whatever. But I think. Those kind of upbringings, whether your parents having psychological problems or you know not being around or whatever, it 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 makes us feel like you know it's it's good to have people around us that we right. care about. You know what I mean? For like, sure. But you know what? It's interesting, man, because like I like I I think people when they meet me are sort of under an impression like I had it like so easy. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's very. That's we all think. And then once right. you start to talk to you, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, you kind of fucked up shit. Right, right, like, right. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, give me a chance to prove my how like fucked you have up that I am. Face. I belong here. You I have promise. That, you have to have. Face that hasn't been unaffected by anything. Yeah, you have that yeah. face that's like, uh, you know, it's funny because, 
TJ Miller got in trouble for saying something about Ryan uh, Reynolds or whatever. But he said something. He goes, he goes. Deadpool's the perfect uh, thing for Ryan Reynolds because he's able to be really funny behind a mask. Because when he doesn't have a mask, looks like the guy that kind of beat you up in high school. Funny. Like it's the funniest thing I ever heard. It was on a funny. thing, and it's like. But like with you, it's like you have this face, or is this like ah, oh, this entitled, whatever? And it's it's not the case. No, it's you not. Know? But you you just you have that look, which is a good look. You know, right. it'll get you far. In the, MTV it, it'll get you far so in this world. Well, you know, we're all past MTV. You know, right. now Way you got to look beyond. You got to look true TV at this point. You're like, we're well, none of us are MTV anymore. So you got to let that dream go. <laughs> but uh, but no, but it's like you know it, it, it. But it makes sense. But at the same time, if you listen to your act and you listen to how. F- Fucked up you are, and I mean that in a beautiful way because we you. all are. Yeah, and sure. but that's what we're here. Yeah, but it's like, and when I say fucked up, it's like you know, you allow us in on how you're dealing with your neuroses or your parents or your family, or whatever. So it's like, just you choose to to let us in on it. Yeah, you know, which you know, which makes you a better comic. I think you know what I mean. Yeah, guys absolutely. that have done that, you know, there's guys that just hide behind it. You know, there's a right. Bill Cosby's and things, that, and then some. Then you see what happens. But but I think because <laughs> you're very personal too, and I think you know, and I think you can agree on this. There's just nothing like the audience feeling like I know what this guy is going through. Yeah. Because because in some weird way, everybody's going to have something to relate to as far as you know the shit we've yeah. endured, right? So I think, you know, it, and, and I think those are all my favorite comics. I think my favorite comics are guys who just really go deep into their, you know, and how they're dealing with their fucked up lives, you yeah. know? Well, you have anxiety issues that are um, hilarious sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you're so funny because you are, you have this thing and it just, and it, 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 I, I, you go down this, like, it, this tornado, this, this tunnel that just comes over you and it's really funny. And we all have it. We all have versions of it. You're just more hilarious about it. And I think you feel like it's just going to end tomorrow. Like you feel like everybody hates you now and you're yeah. not going to get any more spots do, and comedy's that's over. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> what do you mean, Dustin? You're telling me that's not going to happen? <laughs> it's all over. And it's like tomorrow doesn't matter and it's all about right now. And it's just funny how comics, we all feel this way. We all, I have the same feelings too. I just don't I wear it on my sleeve like you do. So it's like, you know, but we're all like, you never know because there's some clubs that don't take care of you and then there's some clubs that do and so it's so erratic in this business you know what i mean like unless you have this huge like tv you know following oh, or whatever yeah. people you know treat you the way they just kind of like choose to treat you you know right and, it's and then weird. And, and and it's dude you could be i mean you can have so, like if a booker sees you kill 10 times in a row and then they see you have a bad set yeah and you don't get booked for a month you're like oh shit okay they oh, saw yeah. me have a bad set. Yeah, I'm done with this club. Oh yeah, I'm, and, and it's just it, it's it it's not crazy. logical. It drives you crazy. It's just not logical. No, it's tough. It is tough, and we all go you through know? it. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, it's like I had a set one time in front of you know somebody and whatever, and then it was like I was getting weekends, and then I wasn't. Now I'm not. I'm not getting weekends as much as I used to. This now I'm thinking it's because of that one weekend spot they saw, but it, the crowd was weird. Whatever. Right. It's like yeah, it's it every just, you can go down that tunnel if you ha- if you let yourself. But, yeah, you know, and I let myself. Yeah, you do. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but you know, but that's you know, this it's funny because comedy is such a great place for people that have all these anxiety issues and like problems and like not like everybody else and misfits. Like 
thank God it exists. Like a lot of times, I'll see people like I'll, like I'll see like Santa Con or something, yeah. and I'll see these people dressed up like Santa Claus, fucking drinking booze, and like, and I'm saying, like, and I always look at those people and I always go, they don't have stand up comedy. Yeah, you know what I mean. They, they don't, don't. They don't have this passion, this thing that they can constantly work on. Right. This thing that like you could just. And I always feel sorry for people that don't have like a, a, a passion that that we live and die for. You know. By the way, as a comic, I, yeah. I just hope to God that those people don't stumble into a comedy club during SenaCon. Oh, they do sometimes. Because they are the worst. They really are. The fucking worst. Yeah, they oh really are. God. But it's like, yeah, I mean, you know. Those... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill but you're right dude yeah here's the thing you know you we have moments that are so painful man so fucking painful yeah. i had you know i had um what's a painful moment for you in it's actually so it kind of came back to the surface very re- this week so when i first headlined i ca- headlined caroline's for the first time in 2015 and i got a little bit of road headlining work from that show okay i headlined this club um in in pennsylvania and um I'm very sensitive, and I noticed you are also about like the audience. Like, if, if people are talking in the audience, if people like some people, it seems like it doesn't bother them at all. Like, I hear everything, and it yeah. irritates me. Okay, and so yeah, I, hate I, that shit, I was headlining. I was headlining. This is my first night ever headlining on the road. It was 2015. Okay, and uh, and I was doing the weekend. It was three shows, and the first show there was just a table that were yelling at the stage, like just bad heckling. And I saw the host get up, deal with it. I saw the feature get up, deal with it. And at this point, and this is why you shouldn't stay in the room during the whole show because then I'd like to decide how I like an audience and my relationship with an audience based on when I step on stage. But what happens is if you're in the room the whole show, you're already making judgments based on what you're watching other comics go through. So I was already pissed. And I was nervous and I was pissed, whatever. And I got on stage and I was like, if this guy fucking says one word to me. Um, and <laughs> 10 seconds into my set, he screamed something out and I said, dude, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> I mean, dude, 10 seconds into a 45 minute set and I just <laughs> fucking ate it. I mean, these people hated me 10 seconds in. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you're going to curse the audience out, wait yeah. until you have a few minutes left, you know? <laughs> and it, and actually, so it's funny. So I, then I came back the next night and had a really strong set, but I was still, I, w- I remember, dude, I had, I had a room for me and my opener at this really shitty hotel, me and my opener, and I was so sad after the set that I begged my opener to sleep in my room with me because <laughs> I didn't want to be alone. <laughs> I mean, that's how fucking bad the, <laughs> the show was. And so actually recently, a couple of days ago, I I, uh, I was talking to the booker and she was like, uh, I'm going to have you back, like whatever. Because now I've headlined yeah. on the road a million times. Sure, sure. And I I'd obviously handle that situation differently. But uh, yeah, man, that was a really painful one. I called I called a, uh, a buddy of mine, um, a, co- a comic, uh, I called Sam Morell actually. And yeah. he, I was like, dude, I need to talk. And uh, he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he's like, uh, I'm like, I just, I, I fucking just ate it on the road. And he's like, dude, I. I eat it on the road every weekend. Why are you calling? Me about that? <laughs> I was like, no, it's my first time, though. Like, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, yeah. but but it's interesting, man. I, you know, it's crazy what you learn, and and the other thing I learned is now, now you've been headline, you've been headlining for a really long time. I've been headlining three years, but the 
you just got a headline on the road. It's yeah. just so important. Sure. To absolutely. just learn how to Well, I think like yeah, just even that moment is like I've I've said that recently. I was talking to somebody the other day. I says like like that's always weird, like that first couple of seconds when they come at you. And I used to, I'll get it quite a bit. Like somebody will yeehaw me or kind of fuck with me a little bit. So you know, it, it's really just comedy is a constant battle of, you know, not coming off like you're pissed. Like, that's essential. Even yeah. if you are. Like, yeah. you gotta, like, you know, you gotta fake the smile. Like, fake, at least in that first couple of seconds, for sure. Right, right. <laughs> like, the first couple of minutes, you know, until you get established. But, but yeah, I mean, and, you know, but at the same time, it's like, so what? Sometimes we that's gonna happen. And yep. you're just gonna have to kind of, like... And sometimes you got to say, shut the fuck up. If you don't, they won't. Right. You know, I would rather, you know, bomb my ass off and not have to deal with this asshole. And I, to me, that's you're still winning. Even if you the crowd right. turned on you, it, at least that idiot didn't fucking, you didn't have to deal with him for an hour. Right. You know, so, right. but it's, it's a rough hour when they're not laughing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how, the, how, how, you know, the same set could feel. Like if you're, if you're killing for 45 minutes, it, Flew by. Yeah, you're like, oh, I didn't do this joke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if you're, a, when you're it's amazing. Oh, you could do the yeah. same set in 20 minutes and, and you can in an hour. It's unbelievable, depending on whether you're getting laughs or, or the audience sucks yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, I I get anxious all the time. Like, I got, I've um, played in the Poconos this weekend, and yes. it's like, you never know with the Poconos. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You just never no, know. Like, in like, your head, you're like, all right, are they going to be 90? You know? Right, right, right. Or is right, it, right. Oh, are they going to be like these weird couples? Like, what? You have no idea. Right. And you just, and I know going in, I just got to, I got to strap up, put on the comedy gladiator outfit, and just like, ah, just grab the mic and just be ready for anything. Right. Because they could come at you from all angles and you just don't know. But, but isn't it interesting how you just, it just keeps building character? Like, at this point, I've done a million Jewish gigs with no microphone on Friday nights. They said I've no done mic. a few of those. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's just another tool in your tool belt, right? It's just yeah. another thing you know how to do that you didn't know how to do before. Yeah, yeah. Especially if the mic goes out, you're fine. Right. You know, that kind of thing. It's like whatever. Yeah, I had a mic go out once in Iraq, and it was like outside, and it was just like bombs and like people like real Jesus. wars going on, and like we're in a fucking little like plaza, and like <laughs> and they couldn't hear me. <laughs> it's like I'm talking about bomb, I'm dealing with real bombs, real and I'm fucking and it's like it was just like it was like I was just like like I wasn't saying it, they couldn't hear me, and they right. kept yelling, "We can't hear you!" I'm, yeah, I'm fucking outside <laughs> with a microphone. What do you want? And it's like, and I'm on top of a, a big stage. It was it was horrible. Hey, can we turn down the bombing over there so they can? Uh, can we stop the bombing? Yeah, Come on, stop show some respect. Really? Can we just yeah for just for like thirty minutes? <laughs> take it off, and they could hear the black guy because he was all loud. Right, and, right, know, of, course, of course. He was perfect. Like he knew how to project his voice in a desert, <laughs> and uh, apparently I, I could not. The black comics are very well trained for they that. Really are. Yeah, I get so jealous. I, I watch know. like you know, watch like just yeah, and I don't mean in a racist way, but just like. It just you know, just like they're better at us at pretty much everything. That's like <laughs> sports, sports, <laughs> totally sports. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's better at comedy, but I learned a lot watching black comedy. Like yeah. I learned how to perform. You know, watching BT Comedy, watching Def Jam, all this stuff. I, you know, I I learned a lot on how to command the stage. Right, and I think that's so. It's just, it's just so like. There's the writing, and there's the performance. Sure, and the best comics have both. Absolutely, and that's I mean, just yeah, I guess you know what I mean. I 
It, it, but it's true. But even like a Stephen Wright, who there's not a lot of there is performing. It's just like it's the nuance of how he right. delivers. Shows. It doesn't have to be yeah. by by performance. I don't necessarily mean you're jumping loud. around, yeah, yeah. Stool. but but there has to be a performance element there. Sure, sure, they have sure, to sure. believe that you feel the emotions that you're that you're saying. And it's not just oh, I'm reading off a sheet of paper. Yeah, or truly yourself. You know, what right. I mean? like there's some guys that are just, there's a, like there's a guy that I came up with who's really funny and Pete Corielli. Oh, and, I love Pete. And Pete, yeah, what's Pete. funny about Pete is. Pete is just that's exactly who he is. Like when when he when he grabs the microphone, like there's no separation of like I'm going to be in my comedy zone. Like he's just that's just the same guy talking at the bar. Right. He's the same guy making him laugh at the bar as soon as he grabs the mic. It's the same freaking guy. Like there's no there's no like now I'm going to drop a punchline. Like he's just right. completely himself. You know, and I right. think that's a hard thing to get into comedy is to get to be, to yourself. be yourself. Well, it takes years, I think. Right? Isn't it amazing? It's it literally sometimes, takes years yeah. To... I think so. It depends. I mean, some guys are good out of the gate. You know. Well, when did you feel like you were? I guess like re- like yourself. Like I am Dustin Chafin now on stage. Uh, probably last week. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like, and I'll probably say that next week. I'll say the last week was better than the week before. But you feel like there's benchmarks. I don't really, I guess, I'm sure there is, but I don't like, I don't look at my act that way. I just kind of look at it like, you know. Ever evolving? I guess, you know, I don't know. It's just like, I I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, I have, I have a hard time looking at my act and noticing anything. I just like, it's just it's this thing that I do that right. it's just my life and, you know, and I get good gigs and shitty gigs and whatever. And, and sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's amazing. Sometimes it sucks. I don't know. It's just this, it's my life, you know? Right. I don't. I don't look at it like, hey, in 1998, I got good at this. And I feel like I was talking earlier about, um, you know, coming up in black rooms and stuff. And I feel like some of that early stuff is was like I became fearless after working in those kind of rooms. Right. And I came up in like, you know, sh- you know it's hard rooms. So it's all black crowds and Latino crowds and stuff. Those rooms kind of made me kind of the persona that I am about maybe five years in. I started kind of getting some confidence, but right. you know, but it, it's very fleeing. You know, my confidence disappears real quick. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's you know, every time I go on stage, I'm just nervous. <laughs> like it's like until I grab the mic. Right. When I grab the mic, I'm okay. But boy, but just that leading moment, up. oh my god, I'm a I'm a wreck. Yeah, I know it's unbelievable. The yeah. anticipation is always no matter how long. I, I don't know how how to do this. And then the second you grab the mic, you're like, yeah, I've done this a million. Yeah, usually, but yeah, most times. And then sometimes it stays with you while so, you're yeah. up there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's uh? What are some hell gigs you've had? Do you have any crazy ones? Um, I got um, I got hired for this Jewish event um outside, and nobody knew, but the guy who hired me that there was going to be an event, and he said, uh, so it was a it was a singles event, where oh, like these guys the were trying to trying to meet, <laughs> like really like the purpose is to try to like find a wife, but oh, they were all God. trying to get laid, but yeah, but um, they were all talking to different girls and whatever, and like uh, during the show. It was so it was like just like I don't on a rooftop like a rooftop bar situation. Oh my god, no roof. <laughs> and they it, they had like a actually no one I think it was during um, I think it was during uh, Sukkot. Okay. That means they had the sukkah up there. So oh, that's right. Where, I heard uh, about that. Yeah, yeah, right. the little tent so, thing. Yeah, the tent thing. Yeah, yeah. So so um, so the guy goes, okay, yeah, now. And everybody's just I'm, I'm like, what okay, do you mean now? now? <laughs> and, and so and so <laughs> and people are just guys Ready, set, talking go. to girls, yeah. getting numbers or whatever. And I'm like, where, where, where now? And he goes, uh, I'll bring you a chair. He wanted me to stand on a chair, and he oh, wanted God. to go like, hey guys, the show is like, like just like bring my like. Wow. 
interrupt these guys trying oh to get late. God. Like, and and you know what? I said no. I said I'm not doing it. And he paid me, and I I didn't uh, I didn't do it because I was like I, I was like, come on, man. I'm not gonna yeah. put myself through this right now. Like, yeah. It's just it's just awful. Like, first of all, he told me there was gonna be it was gonna be a regular show. Yeah. And it was like a decent paying gig. It wasn't amazing, but it was decent. And I I said I'm not doing it. I was like I was like you owe me money and I'm not doing like I'm not standing on a chair and yeah. trying to get people's attention to my <laughs> jokes when they're trying to hit on women but um yeah, people don't think things through when they you know put together comedy events well that's the other thing right if it's somebody who's like outside the traditional comedy system somebody wants to do a birthday party or whatever I'm very I'm now very insistent on on it being like on certain factors like yeah. they call me and they go hey we want you we have this amount of money whatever blah 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 Sometimes they try to tell me what to do, and I'm like, listen, I I'm a comic. I perform every night. I'm telling you this situation sucks, and we can't do it when food is being served, and we need to have a proper microphone, and we yeah. need to – and I'm very insistent. And I like – because these people, they don't know. They they're just yeah. like, oh, he's going to be telling jokes, and you're yeah. thinking as like a comic all like the – clown or something. Factors, right. So um, I'm like much more confident in terms of that conversation now than I used to be. I used to be like, oh, yeah, whatever you want, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to definitely have a contract and like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I did I did a, I did a show at uh, Gotham one time and, uh, you know, drinking Dustin's a way different Dustin. Than you, the, I never the met Dustin, him. The, the, well, I don't good, know the guy. A, it's a good thing. He's okay. a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck Well, yeah. I like this I guy. I mean, I'm edgy, like... I'm edgy already. Like, you can't imagine me drinking. And so, uh, yeah, it's just like times a thousand. But uh, but I did a I did a show, and I wasn't as good of a comic. I was probably like maybe six years in or something, and I uh, still hadn't. I, I don't know. I just wasn't as fun on stage. But but anyway, I did it. It was a single. It was a Jewish singles meetup event, okay. and the same kind of situation where it's just like in this situation they were actually paying attention for a little while, but the problem was is everybody still got their eye on somebody in the room. And so nobody really wants to laugh because they feel like they don't know the person yet. So they right, don't want right, to right, say right. if I'm saying something offensive, they don't want to like. It's like laugh all and, first dates, like yeah, a of first so, dates, yeah. horrific. And then I remember I wrote all these like Jewish jokes, thinking I was just going to crush. You ever do that when you you write all these brand new jokes for for the show? <laughs> oh my god! And then god, they all, they're all new and fresh. And you're like, yeah, this is going to crush. You know how to and deliver they, it? Yeah, and they just tank. I don't know if this ever happened to you. It's like, oh my god! I was thinking about like I go, yarmulkes are great, cause especially when you're bald, you can just like put it there, and nobody sees the bald spot. And they were just like, what? <laughs> like, all right, I'll workshop that one. <laughs> I thought it was going to crush. Meanwhile, you know, 80% of the guys are bald. Right, so right, it's right, like, right. you know, it was just like, oh, this is a nightmare. So I did a gig. This was about five, six years ago. Um, I was doing this Jewish gig opening for Modi. Okay. And, uh, and he crushes those, by the dude, way. He, it's unbelievable. It, it's it's fucking insane. I've never seen anybody master a crowd like the particular crowd that he masters like that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. He, I, I've been in gigs with him. I've now opened for him a, a billion times now. And I've been in gigs where I've got off stage just like, that was fucking amazing. Amazing. I just yeah. fucking crushed. Yeah. And then he goes up and I go, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was doing a gig. I was opening for him at the Strip on Christmas Eve. Uh -huh. I think 2013 or 14. Um... 2013, this woman afterwards came up to me and said, hey, we want to hire you for our synagogue event that we're doing. We do every year. It's a big event for the community. There's about 400 people, whatever. So I go, oh, awesome. I go, so I guess I'm going to be with Modi. And he goes, oh, Modi's done it two years straight, so we're going to get somebody else, whatever. So I find out a couple weeks before it's Tom Papa. Nice. Well, I always like Tom Papa. So 
she says, can you do 20 minutes completely clean? You're going to be at a synagogue. And I was like, completely clean? Like, what's this? How about this joke? And she goes, oh, no, 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 cleaner. And I was like, oh, oh 20 minutes clean? Yeah, yeah, no problem. $500 paycheck. Uh-oh. Dude, $500 to me back then was like, holy shit. Still nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like, but like, yeah. oh, like yeah, 500 yeah. But it was way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, so she, so I, I signed up for the gig, whatever. Dude, I'm writing jokes. I wake up at 7 a.m. I'm writing like 10 <laughs> minutes of jokes. Oh, I God. get up there and it's just like it's. I'm like miking it at this like crowd with like highly intelligent people, 400 of them. Yeah. And there was this kid. So it was this kid who's like belongs to the synagogue who yeah. started getting to comedy, and they just like threw him up because they knew him and whatever. He did five minutes of like very inside Jewish stuff. Did did pretty well. <laughs> I went up had like kind of a rough one, like not yeah. bomb, but like not a yeah. good set. And then Tom Papa went up and murdered. Yeah. And I remember at the end of the show, Tom Papa, like, passing by me and, like, saying hi to the kid who, like, was doing the five <laughs> minutes. Like, good job, man. Like, like, like yeah. disacknowledging me on purpose. Oh, kind my of whatever. God. Yeah. And the next day I saw Modi at the strip and he goes, so how do you think you did? <laughs> like, one to ten. I was like, I don't know, six. He's like, good, because if you said ten, I would say quick comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's like it's so funny. I I did a gig, uh, in Florida, and it was uh, it's like a benefit show, and it was at a casino. It was it wasn't too long ago. It was probably about four or five months ago, and it was at a casino, and it was like, um, and and the setup was it was like a lounge in a casino, but it was there was no wall separating like the, the lounge from the, from the so you could hear like the Jesus, slot machines Jesus. you could hear the whatever so it's like you know it's not the best situation and so and then it's like and then the MC is like uh, she'd been on like one of those stupid shows American Isle or something and but she wasn't famous or anything she just kind of like was on it and got right. kicked off or whatever but you know she was hosting it and then it's like a cancer benefit. And then she tells a story about like, you know, losing her dad to cancer. And then she does this heartfelt song about her father, like right before she brings me oh. up. And she's not a comic at all. She's just a singer. So she does this like tearful song and the thing that come up. And it's just it was just a nightmare. And it was like, you know, and I was uh and I forget who was headlined. It was this guy. Uh, I've kind of blocked him out. You know, when somebody's not nice to you, and you're just oh, like, yeah, I'm yeah, blocking yeah. this he, guy out. That person doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they never yeah. existed. <laughs> He's like an older guy. His name's Jimmy. Some Jimmy Schumer or something. To one of those guys, Schubert. Jimmy Schubert. Oh, Schubert. Schubert. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so he goes up and he crushes. And I get so mad because before I go up, like I get off and it's just, ugh, it's just awful. And then and then he's waiting to go up. You set it up for him though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah, took yeah. a lot of yeah, the hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I walk up to him and I was like, ah, oh, man, you're going to follow a song. And he kind of ignores me. And I'm like, this fucking guy. And then it's just like, and then <laughs> I was like, really? I go, do you think I suck just because of that? Like, you can, I, you know my name. I've been around. Like, right, it, right, it really right, pissed right. me off because I was like, this fucking, you know? And he kind of dissed me off. And I was like, dude. And it was like, I know he didn't mean to because he's just worried about his set because he's right, trying right, to get right. his money. He's trying to, and I didn't, you know, I knew all that, but in the, but in the moment, you, you don't think that. You're just no, like, no, no. fuck this guy. Like, this guy's. I said, where's the band of brothers? You know, that's all I'm thinking to myself. Like, there's no freaking band of brothers. This guy's been in comedy forever. He should know. Right. right. And it was just like this weird moment where it's just like, and it's funny how we can't always depend on people having that mentality. No, like not at a all. band of brothers are like looking out. No. Hey, man, I still think you were funny. You know, the little things we need when we have sets we don't like. Right. You know, for, you we can't always depend on them. You can't, and you think no. you can. And now, in a in a New York City club, when you got maybe 
you know, four or five comics in the, you might your chances of one of them right. being cool because you'll be you'll have yeah. a friend in the room probably. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's probable because there's right. you know you got five to six comics as opposed to one. So, but when it's just one guy and you're putting all your money into this guy, hoping that he's gonna fucking give you a pat on the back when you need it, right. it may not right. happen. <laughs> right, <laughs> and that's why I think, dude. You know, like I hear all these stories where like um, like comics will. Bond, like, like if you're a host or you're a feature yeah. on the road and you're starting out, first five years of comedy or whatever, and a famous headliner or a really well established headliner comes through, yeah. right? And then, you know, you guys bond because you're in Raleigh together for four or five days, or you're in, you know, whatever in the middle of the country together for yeah. four or five days. Whereas in New York, you're there's so many comics. You have your group of friends. You have people you say hi to and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's not that bond or that need to sort of bond the way it is like if you're on the road. Like if you and Jimmy were on the road together for four nights straight, be at different. some point it would probably have changed. You know, Maybe. I'm hoping it would, yeah. yeah. But, but I think sometimes, you know, yeah, I don't know. You can't depend. I think it's just sort of like I have my close-knit group of friends. I have a bunch of people I also really like and are acquaintances. And then everybody else is just sort of like a colleague, you know? I think that's sort I of think like so, how... yeah. I mean, New York City is kind of an illusion. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh it's kind of how like most Democrats see the world, you know what I mean? Like we're in this right. bubble, you know, of like eh, comedy's like this and we have good friends and there's connections and people have your back. And then I feel like uh, with me, it's just like there's nothing like it. Like I, even though you might have some cool guy on the road or whatever, but even those guys sometimes are just bitter, and right? Yeah, yeah. And they're jealous because they didn't move to a city where they could like get showcased and stuff. So sometimes it's cool on the road, and then sometimes it's like you get that dick that's like you know, <laughs> just just never left, right? You know, and well, that's the other thing, right? Did you ever did you ever see the Louis? Um... The last episode. Now it's definitely the last episode of uh, of of Louis on FX, where uh, it's hilarious. Did you ever watch the show? I did. It was good. Yeah. So uh, Louis, I don't know if you remember this episode, but Louis goes like in the middle of the country to headline. He had just like got like a late night set or a special or something, yeah. and uh, he went to go headline on the road. And um, Jim Florentine was the house, the local house MC. Hilarious. And he's like, I mean, he is fucking a hack. I mean, just like the biggest hack yeah and he's destroying yeah, yeah um just like making fart noises and just like crazy <laughs> shit dude yeah so louis then goes up and just sort of has like a pretty mediocre set and after louis gets off he's like feeling fucking terrible and yeah, then jimmy yeah. schubert goes back up and starts like making fun of him like who am i like just like making oh, fun of him for like of... being a grump like kind of thing oh, that's hilarious. and he's killing again and Louis's just like watching in the back like <laughs> I just bomb now I have to watch this guy make fun of me on stage like <laughs> just the fucking worst but uh but yeah it's it's really interesting man it's yeah. like I feel like some of those guys are just sort of like a little jealous of or very jealous of the guys you know who moved to New York who yeah. who sort of like get up the ranks because as you know dude once you're in New York and you've made some headway in New York it it makes it easier other places it can, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it definitely is. Well, uh, it's great to have you in the show. I just talk about oh, a late please. intro. Um, <laughs> I'm Eric Newman, guys. I've been the guy <laughs> talking Newman. for the last half hour. We're seeing from Axis Live, <laughs> and uh, do you have another credit you want to like plug? Uh, I had an uh, album that just came out uh, called Nervous Lover. Nervous Lover. That's yeah, right. That's go. why you're on this show. I remember <laughs> I wanted to have promote your album, and it just oh, didn't right. work out. Well, there we go. So uh, how was that, just recording your first it was album? Gr- it was great, yeah. you know, and then it's just like, I, it was funny because, you know, you always have a need to go on stage as a comic. You're just like, yeah. I got to go on stage. I got to go on stage. 
And after I recorded the albums, I after I recorded the album, I had two shows and recorded yeah. it. I I really felt like I did not want to go back on stage for about a week, and it was the first yeah. time I've ever experienced that. And I think I felt like that took a lot. How's out your of me. sound exchange love? Still good? Mine kind of dried yeah, up. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I think it dries. So I think now it's been out because the album came out in June. So yeah. we're hitting a year and a month. Yeah. So I think it's still. I think they say it's about a uh, eighteenth month cycle, and then it's oh, sort of like. Yeah, but yeah. I. I wish I'd be able to have an album in the next six months, but there's no way I will. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get a new album out. I'm trying to like it. And that's the thing is it's like the hardest thing for me is, you know, it's like it's it's really it's really hurt me a lot as a comic. And I think it's hurt a lot of us older comics where it's just like, you know, being okay with like a set not crushing and like working out stuff that needs to be worked out. No, You know, it's because it's like, <laughs> You know, I have so many jokes that crush. I hate to say it like that, but I just have right. jokes that do well, and so right. it's like, you know, and to not do those jokes, like I it's know. so hard to just be like, I gotta force myself, don't do the jokes, don't do the jokes. It's amazing. You it's know crazy. why? And I think, but you know, I think I almost feel like it's comics that it's being in New York in a place where you feel like everybody's watching, yeah. where it's a little harder to do that. <sighs> It's and awful. I think I think it's hard, right? I think you know, it's a weird psychological thing, dude. I I literally I made this promise to myself. I was like, when my when my album was done and I got it out, I said like, I'm I'm working on new. I'm if yeah. I have to bomb, I have to bomb. And it, and then you get up there, and you go, oh, I'm doing the old shit. Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> One doesn't do well. You just pussy out completely, you go, right? You pussy out. You go pussy right to out. the stuff because you want the the crowd to love you. And it's like, yeah, I think it's a demon that really hurts comedy. And you see some guys, like you were talking about Sam Morell, and um, I'm not trying to say anything bad about him at all. I think he's a great comic. But I think he's definitely a guy that will take these risks yeah. and not necessarily have these, you know, comedy ears, you know, with the audience, and he'll just kind of work through the shit. And that's why, you know, he'll work out his special and all these things start to happen for him because he allows himself to kind of, you know, not be affected by it. Right, and and Goldman's a great example of that yeah. too. I mean, he'll really go up there and just experiment and try. I mean, he's got these bits, dude. That's so the thing. Where it's like it's like my bits are probably at the most two to three minutes. Yeah, he's got bits that are nine, ten minutes, and yeah, I watch them great. on a special or something, and I'm like, the amount of bombing he must have gone through to oh, get yeah. this bit to be it's as perfect as it is. It's just yeah. it's like it's hard to imagine, you yeah. know, because you just have to. I mean, you're working through the rough. Yeah, you know. Have you heard of that bullshit with him and Kevin? Yeah, Burton? Brennan. I didn't hear exactly what happened, but I think it was about his tips. Is that what was his tips? Like you know the Goldman tips. Like he does these like oh, tips. Yeah. Is that where it started? I think Kevin said something about that. Or well, first of all, I just want to say um, I'm friendly with both of them. Yeah, yeah. So I am in no way taking any side on this. Um, I uh, you know Gary and I see the same therapist, and um, and Kevin has had me on his podcast. And he's been on mine, so he's giving me a little more love, but not much. Because that's about as much as he's capable of giving. But is <laughs> <laughs> putting you on a podcast. <laughs> he's not going to say anything nice. And right. that's the guy, too. You don't want to piss off. You know, whatever. He's got a thing. And uh, the thing is, is uh, his point was, and I don't mean to get into gossip, but it's part of our life. So I like to talk about the foxhole stuff. Just, just right. to get a perspective so we can all kind of not be like this way with each other. Because I think it's like, that's a, you know, basically he gives a lot of brilliant tips to comics. Oh, okay. they're great. His stuff is great. Like I, wa I read one the other day, and the stuff about like revamping your old stuff, and I was like, it was just great. It was like what I need to do all the time is like watch, listen to his shit, and do it or whatever. And I guess sometimes that thing you were talking about earlier, where it's like uh, 
if the audience is, you know, chatty or whatever, you know, I've seen it, you know, Gary gets a little aggressive. And so that's all it was. It was basically saying, well, maybe you should tell, you know, a guy that gets a little aggressive with crowds that aren't into him, maybe you shouldn't have all these tips for comics and maybe whatever. It was that kind of thing. And then they just got in some stupid, you know, right. you know, when two guys act like they want to fight, but they really don't want to fight. Like right. I think it's one of those stupid. Right. Not that, I, I mean, Gary Goldman, I think, could pound anybody. He's like, a, oh, like shit, a, he's huge, <laughs> man. And he's also literally one of the nicest people ever. He is, so but nice. behind every nice guy, there's a buildup. So, you know, you want to stay away from those guys. But that's the thing in comedy. I think one of the hardest things in comedy is um, dealing with so many different personalities, you know, and dealing with people and, like, you know, it's tough. You know, there's people in this business that, like, I just, you know, have wronged me and whatever. And then there's people that have been very sweet and, and supportive to me the whole entire time I've been doing it. So, but that's the thing. We have to learn how to, like, you know, work with each other. And then at the same time, you can't draw first blood. Yeah, yeah. You know, just fuck, leave people alone, you know. Kevin's yeah. this troublemaker. And, but he's, but, ma- he's, making, <laughs> he's making a career off of it, you know. Right. Yeah. The thing is, so, so, so Brennan was, um, Goldman's probably my favorite comic in general but kevin was one of these guys that i used to always just sort of watch he was at the strip a lot when i started yeah. and i used to walk sit in the balcony and watch him and uh i used to just think he was fucking he was awesome he's a great style and, yeah and he's great and um and yeah it, it sucks that he's like that like i don't i don't necessarily like it i worked with him i was hosting a weekend at the strip like two three months ago or something that mm-hmm. he was on the whole weekend and um, it was it was great. It was just a great weekend. And uh, and afterwards, he came up and he said, "You did great." And I remember thinking, like, did did Kevin Brennan just <laughs> say something nice to me? And I remember it meant a lot to me because yeah. you know, as a twenty year old kid, I would always watch him on sure, the, sure, at, sure, in sure. the balcony of the strip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it just I don't know. I, I I know that he has made a career out of it now, and I know that it's making money and this and that. But it's like I kind of just wish he was a little nicer. Like I, I just I I, I yeah. you know. Well, it's a weird. I, it's a weird thing because it's like you know, comedy has it's changed. You know, like the way the opportunities, because you know he's a guy that has a special out, like he has several late night shows and all that stuff. But sometimes it's like it's not enough. You know what I mean? Like he didn't, you know, he didn't have a friend like Dave Chappelle, like his brother did. Right. And so he didn't get like an opportunity like that. And so right. he, you know, he had opportunities. He wrote for Saturday Night Live, did a lot of stuff. So, and I don't want to talk about Kevin. That's the last person I want after me. But <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's like he's, you know, he's also at a point where, you know, it's kind of like Network. You ever see that movie? Yeah, where, yeah, where, yeah, the, yeah. Where, the, where the newscaster's like, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. We're going to feel like he feels a certain way about somebody. He's going to fucking tell you how he feels. He's on my feels. Like there's, yeah. there's, which, which, there's which, no filter. Right. Which like, you know, I, but I think there's a fine line between like telling how you feel and then like going after people just to go after people. Well, the Kumia Network is given a platform for that. And right. so also I think comics, have, you know, they're trying to get on that kind of stuff. Right. So it allows. I get what you're saying. I, yeah, I, yeah, I agree 100. Yeah. percent But uh, but sometimes it's funny, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And sometimes, sure. and that's the problem, you know. I remember it like when I used to drink. You know, I would go after people like Orny Adams and stuff, or like you know, like the stuff that you did on you know in the movie comedian, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like why did this guy get a shot and all that. So I used to go after people. I used to write articles for like cringe humor, and I would go after like the industry and last comic standing ruining comedy and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, it, it, it hurt me, you know, it, right. it, between that and the drinking and whatever. It's like it got me. I've had to dig out of that hole. I've had to dig out of like a 10 year hole of being an asshole. And I've had to like turn my life around and not be that guy. And, 
not look at everybody else and just focus on myself and be more nurturing and a good person and all that stuff. And so, you know, it made a, you know, it, it's, it's something I've had to kind of, it, it hurt me a lot and I've had to kind of like climb out of it. Right. So it definitely, it, 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 you will pay a price for it. Right. Well, that's the thing. In the same way that like the people who are here, the industry and all of them who were here 15 years ago are now yeah. not here anymore yeah um it, it could hurt you and harm right i mean it could hurt you and it could be a good thing because it's yeah. like oh like if if you were a dick to people back in the day it's probably turned over and there's new people and whatever yeah. as far as you know whatever pretty much but if you had some sort of success with a special or whatever blah yeah. blah, blah also it's a new age so it's like yeah. now most people yourself f- in this generation right yeah. well that's the thing most people <laughs> are forgiving when it's something like a big credit or whatever but uh, but i have some clubs that like Hold, held on to some shit that I said, you know, literally like 12 years ago. And they just can't let it go. You know, I called, there's a club owner that I said he had a little dick because uh, he uh, like fired my girlfriend at the time who was running the club. And, uh, you know, they accused her of some stuff that she didn't do, stealing or whatever. And it was like this weird thing. And, and I was just like, I played, you know, aggressive boyfriend instead of like comic thinking things through. And this is a big club in the city. And it's just like, and he still held on to that shit. And I was like, dude, I was a kid, man. I was right, drinking. Right. I had my girlfriend. Like, And he still has a hard time letting it go. And it's like, that's why you have to just be careful. Because every sin that you do will come up later, man. <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you something that was just like completely, like not even like, just like I wasn't even thinking and it happened. And like, so someone posted recently a video, uh, a black female comic posted a video of basically like shitting on a club for booking someone who's mm-hmm. like in the spotlight for yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, allegations or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. You're talking about yeah. Okay, and uh, open for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you did the exact thing. There we go. Well, <laughs> by the way, you gave it away. I was trying to be as discreet as possible. Dustin, you gave it away. Nobody knows. Go ahead, but yeah. so basically, I it was on my Instagram. Yeah. I saw the girl's mouth moving. Yeah. And I just, for whatever reason, liked it. I saw something real quick. I liked it and whatever. And I get a text from the owner of the club, mm. who's like a really good friend of mine. And sure. by the way, a club I work constantly. Sure, sure. And he was like, dude, how could you like how could you like this? And I go, What the fuck are you talking about? He goes, You like something shitting on our club. Uh-huh. And I go, No, I would never like something shitting on our club. Screenshots it, shows it to me. And then I watched the video, and it uh, was shitting on the club. And that's why you just—it's amazing. You just have to be careful what you like, man. Oh yeah. Like because like everybody's watching everything. They'll yeah. they'll they'll click on the people who liked a post that's against them, and they'll be like, oh, this person like it, fuck them. And uh, and oh, you, yeah. sometimes you don't even you don't even know what the con. You're not even yeah. like really looking. You're not, you're not aware of what it. it yeah, is. You're just like you know. Yeah, so, I did that to somebody recently. Like they somebody came after me and shit on the club and said and made up all this stuff and then. And there was this one person that like liked it and said, "You go, girl," or something. And I was like, "Dude, I go really? All I do is help you, and then you fucking shit. You know, uh, you went along with people her. People so, remember. Yeah, it happens. People yeah. remember that. Yeah, I know what that is probably too. I actually. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's a stupid idiot. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, pe- I mean, that's the thing. You just gotta, you just gotta be careful. And I thought it was actually like I was trying to tell him. I was like, dude, I thought it was like a like a Black Lives Matter thing. <laughs> so I thought it was going to be some like yeah, black yeah. rights thing. So I was like, boop. Yeah, or that's your instinct. It's a very political like yeah. uh, person. So I was like, okay, whatever. Well, that's the Jew in you too. You're just like, <laughs> right, oh, right. there's a race thing? Here, I'm on this side. You know, I'm going to support <laughs> right. yeah. That's the thing that a lot of blacks people don't, people don't understand. The Jews were the first to march with the blacks, but whatever. Yeah, you guys don't yeah. get the credit for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Martin Luther King, that marched with a lot of Jewish people <laughs> marching for that. 
But uh, yeah, that's you know that's the thing. You just gotta like you know just gotta keep your head focused on the, keep your eyes focused on the target. Yeah, not not looking at everything around and watch what you say, you know, because you never fucking know, dude. And the other thing is, that, I mean, the biggest thing I think is like that I've really been proud of myself the last year or two is I've, man, I mean, you know, and and you've you you know you've experienced this and we all have. I mean, just you know, getting passed over for something you think you deserve more than a mm-hmm. person getting it. Oh yeah, and and the thing is. I think even I remember like the first time I was maybe three or four years in. I remember seeing like somebody I vaguely knew get like a late night set. Mm-hmm. I was like maybe 2011, and I remember going like, "No, no, no, no I'm better than that person." Mm. That's and, a dangerous thing, man. And and it happened, and then and every time it just it's like it felt like a heartbreak. Like you just got like it's not your thing. Like you're taking it so personally. Yeah. Like, well, they passed me over for this, and it's like no, no, no. They passed everybody over for this. This was their thing, but. I honestly, genuinely don't care anymore. I see somebody get a special, I don't care. I see yeah. some like if it's somebody I know, I'm happy for them. Yeah. But I don't hold any of that fucking because, dude, I, I, I swear to God, I already made an agreement in myself. Yeah. Like, and I'm really gonna try to stick by this, yeah. and hopefully, it won't, it won't not happen. Hopefully, I'll be able to stay the course. But I said to myself, I'm not being a fucking angry, bitter comic. Yeah, no, um, down the road, and I think, think I'm, I'm gonna really make a concerted effort not to because I'm like, I see those guys sometimes, man. I'll hang out with like vets who like I really respect and they're just telling me like how depressed they are and how bad the industry is and how they're so upset and how it's like fucking yeah well that's not gonna lead to anybody and it's like i it's just like i just don't want to be that guy yeah you know you know what you know what helps with that also what i've noticed is muting people uh and just not seeing how their successful posts and updates (laughs) on social media yeah, <laughs> just nobody's doing anything if you're not following yeah, anyone. I, seriously, I, you think I'm kidding? I mute everybody. I go, oh, I don't want to see that again. <laughs> just mute all these people. So I have like you know, like four people on my Instagram that actually I see what they're doing. But uh, yeah, no, you just gotta, you know, you gotta definitely. That's the stuff lead at you. You know, make yeah. you quit. It'll make you like do stupid things. It's like you know, you just it's have not, to. It's not worth it. Get a story it's from not it. Worth it. And also, if, if anybody gets anything in this business, it helps everybody else. You know, if they're still giving specials to comics, if they're still giving late night specials, you know, late night shows to comics, if they're still booking people at festivals, if they're still, you know, if comedy's still existing, because I feel we're constantly competing with karaoke. So if comedy <laughs> is still alive and people are still doing things with this craft, then it's a good thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's the thing is, it's going to take a dip for a while because, like, all these things that have happened recently, like crashing getting canceled and dying up here getting canceled and, like, all these things and, like, there's oversaturation of specials coming on all the social media platforms and stuff, the the streaming stuff. So it's, like, eventually comedy is going to take a little bit of a hit. I think it's going to be, like, because it happened in, you know, in the late 80s, you know, the boom, you know, evening at the improvs and all that stuff. It was too much comedy. And there's a little bit going on right now. So I think it's going to take a little bit of a break. And I think in that break, I think we as comics have to adapt to the break, meaning we got to write our scripts. We got to like write yeah. our TV shows. We got to write, you know, we got to maybe work on a book thing or do something. We have to explore our art and what, right. you know, what we can do to kind of add to the art that's happening in the moment right. instead of just waiting for a stand up thing to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. the key. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? It's like, then this is a calling. You know what I mean? A lot of us who just can't do anything else, you know, right. who sling dirty jokes in basements. That's what we do. Right. And it's like it still beats, you know, working in, working at a cubicle and right. fucking staring at a kitten calendar and hoping <laughs> that you get some fucking time off. 
right. pretending to have sick days. But uh, so thanks for being on the show, man. Yeah, man. Always, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Love having like you know your honesty and stuff. I know it's a little hot in here. You do you did good. And <laughs> <laughs> we have we have a fucking heat box for a studio, and uh, it's not set up for a Jew. It's at all. not. No. No, 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 nobody likes that. Uh, <laughs> what do you you want to plug anything? Any websites? Um, any, um, let's see. Uh, podcasts. What, what do, do you I do? have going on? Shows. Um, whatever you want. I have uh, I'm doing uh, two headlining shows um, next month, uh, June 21st at uh, New York Comedy Club. Sweet. Just working on some new stuff since my album and seeing how it all comes together. And uh, yeah, what's the name of your album again? Uh, Nervous Lover. And where can we buy it? Uh, on uh, iTunes, Spotify, places you buy albums. You don't buy it on Spotify. Uh, you buy oh, that's right. Okay, so iTunes <laughs> or um, or you can find me on the road and I can give you one of those drop cards and sign them. You got a drop card? Yeah, yeah. I got the drop cards. Pretty good. These, I feel yeah. like I sold more CDs than I sell the drop, drop cards. Card? They told me not to, and I think we did the same label, didn't we? Did you do no. 800 pound? No, 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 no. no, no. no, no. You I did, did comedy records, yeah. Yeah, you did comedy records. Okay. They discouraged me. My label discouraged me from doing them. They said they don't sell, but now maybe I should probably. Oh, the uh, CDs? Yeah, they said like these are better than it's hipper it's hipper right. but i feel like you know it depends on your crowd if you have people in their 40s or whatever they they'll still buy a cd right you know what i mean well, do you feel like did you do t-shirts also i do like trucker hats okay do you feel like those sell more than the albums yeah yeah i always feel like i feel like my shirts like when i bring shirts i feel like i'll sell like for a weekend maybe two albums shirts i'll sell maybe 15 you know or whatever 12 and thing is you got to be careful of selling the album because Especially if you don't do a whole new hour, because sometimes this is a trouble I found. I sold, I sold it, I sold my album, and then I came back to the place to start doing some of the same jokes. And the guy in the crowd was like, "Yo, that was on your album!" Like, what the wow, <laughs> at least he listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was the weirdest heckle. I was like, "So what do you go to a Rolling Stones concert? You be like satisfaction doing that song again? Like, why can't a comic do the same joke again? But a fucking singer can. Nobody yeah. cares." But uh, great having you on the show. Thanks, Dustin. Go, go see Eric Newman. He's in a riot. And make sure that you make fun of him when he um, brings his beer into the bathroom. <laughs> this is something that I always love to make that. fun of him. I know. Well, you have these neuroses and you, everything's got to be clean. I know she didn't put the headphones on, but you'll bring a beer <laughs> into the bathroom. An open beer, by the way. And uh, so it's a funny thing to watch. Uh, thanks for listening to our show. Um, you can uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, leave you with us, and also on Facebook. And if you're interested in stand-up comedy, um, I'm one hell of a coach. And you can go to Outlaw Comedy Coaching on Facebook, and you can sign up for there. And we'll walk you down this road of the uh, the fire of stand-up comedy and be a part of this whole fox of brotherhood or whatever this is. All right, thank you for listening to I'll Leave You With This. Bye-bye. <laughs>